0: Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your host, The Madman. And I had a dream last night. I had a dream about Ben Shapiro and The Daily Wire. Uh, we are having this conversation, Ben and I, That's going pretty well. And Ben says, I think you'd be a good fit here at The Daily Wire. Follow me and we'll start the paperwork. So we start walking down the hall, and Ben walks through this door, and I try to follow him, but my shoulders won't fit through. My hips won't fit through. I'm struggling to fit my fat ass through this door, and all the while Ben and his staff are laughing at me. I'm frustrated, so I say, "What is this? Some sort of Jew door that won't allow Gentiles through?" And that's when Ben stops laughing and says, "See, that was the final test to see if you're anti-Semitic. You can't fit through this you can't through fit through because of the Jews and not because you're a disgusting fat body. Then I woke up. I don't know what my subconscious was trying to tell me. (laughs) I'm fat, that one's obvious, but I don't think I'm anti-Semitic. Ben's just small. E.K. would have fit through that door, and he's not Jewish. I love Judaism and the Jewish people. I don't know why that aspect of my dream exists. I would totally marry a Jewish girl. I wouldn't convert, though. It would be a lot easier for her to convert to Christianity, because becoming Jewish is like going back to college. I'm pretty sure by the time you've uh, gotten your bar mitzvah that you've earned at least three college law credits and three college math credits. I don't know. It was a weird dream. Sometimes they don't mean anything. I mean, I couldn't work for the Daily Wire anyway. I'd be out front smoking a cigarette as Ben walks out to lunch or something and feels the need to lecture me on how bad bad smoking is. My wife's a doctor, after all. She would know. Eventually, he'd say that he'd start docking my pay for every minute I spend outside smoking. You know how Jews are. Wink, wink. That was a joke. Don't get your keepa in a twist. So hello, welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I am your host, Madman. I uh, try to keep it light <laughs> right off the bat. So uh, let you know, like, you know there's, a, there's a little bit of laughter in my heart. So there's sometimes, sometimes anger, sometimes tears. But there's laughter at the core of my being. Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. Uh, I want to remind you to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron, help us uh, get, get even more content out there for you, you. know, Support us, I would appreciate it. You can also send me cash through Cash App. Use the cash tag ShockMonkeyRadio here over my, uh, what's that, left shoulder? Right shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> to you. Anyway, <laughs> or to me. I don't know. Perspective is a weird thing. Anyway, uh, yeah, so ShockMonkeyRadio on Cash App or patreon.com slash ShockMonkeyRadio. I would appreciate it. Um, yeah, and also uh, find me on YouTube. If you're just a podcast listener, find me on YouTube. And you could get the, the shows pretty much live as we record them live on youtube ah uh, so yeah aunt may can i borrow the sewing machine yes peter parker designed the web fluid and the shooters that he uses to swing around new york and it's all very imp- impressive peter peter parker is clearly a genius but everyone overlooks one simple fact spider-man has mad sewing skills first of all look at spider-man's costume it is probably the most complex super suit in the Silver Age of comic books. Three colors, red, blue, and black, and all the little web stitching all over the red part. Two different spider sigils on the front and back, the webbing up under the arms, if you remember the original, <coughs> the webbing up under the arms, and the mask was clearly the most complicated. You got two, gla- two pieces of glass and two-way mirror eyepieces sewn into a mask with the complex web stitching throughout. As costumes go, it's pretty damn complicated. Also, the suit has to be thin enough to wear under street clothes and allow his spider hairs to poke through so he can climb walls, yet it never seems to shred his costume. It's amazing Parker did all this by himself and in secret. Maybe he was tutoring a tailor's daughter or something. For goodness sakes, even the Fantastic Four had plain blue and white jumpsuits with a four on the chest. And the Fantastic Four had more funding than Spider-Man. The only costume I can think of that is equally as difficult to make is Superman's costume, but even that is a simple design. A blue base spandex outfit, you know, you got the red boots, you got underwear on the outside with the belt, which is Kryptonian chic, all right, you got the family crest cape, no gloves, no mask. The difficulty with that costume is working with the Kryptonian materials. His costume was made out of uh, the durable blankets that he was wrapped in when he was sent to Earth. No Earth scissors could cut it, and no Earth needle could pierce it. Superman probably had to cut it with his heat vision and make a depleted uranium needle just to sew it. He also probably had to unravel one cloth just to make thread. You can't use earth thread to sew a Kryptonian fabric. One tenement fire, one explosion, and your costume literally comes apart at the seams, and then Superman is wanted for flying naked within a hundred feet of a school. Instantly, the Man of Steel is a sex offender. So I can only hope that there is some Kryptonian 3D printer somewhere in the Fortress of Solitude that simplifies that whole process. Have you ever thought that much about sewing? I do sometimes. In the the Navy, uh, we all had to learn the basics of sewing because Sails! This is how I show my love I made it in my mind because I blame it on my ADD, baby Sails. Yeah, sails in the Navy. So Navy's, Navy doesn't use sails anymore, you, you say? Yeah, well, um, what if the engine breaks? I'd rather sew all my pants together to try to get us closer to home. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so absolutely, I think that skill is relevant to teach sailors. Blame it on the whiskey. So um, this Valentine's Day just passed a couple days ago. And I drank a bunch of whiskey. And got real bitter, bitter and sharp, like the cheap whiskey I was drinking. And so I wrote this thing, and uh, I, I struggled with it all week, trying to decide if I should share it with you. I'm tearing through all my notes, so maybe a short show again. But I, I debated whether or not to share it with you on my show. Uh, because it is so vitriolic and hateful, <laughs> and you got to understand that you know I I, uh, I like having these these kinds of rants around. It reminds me of like how imperfect I am. It reminds me of like uh, where I can go when I go to these dark places. When it comes to things like liquor, stick to beer, madman. Anyway, so I wrote I wrote this thing, and I looking at it in retrospect, it was like it's quite hate filled and. Unnecessary. Even if I have these thoughts, doesn't necessarily mean anyone should hear them. But you know I'm going to read it to you anyway. So uh, it's it's pretty rough. So let's get through this. Something I heard on Criminal Minds: quote, both women seem to be pretty ve- vanilla on the internet, and I'm L M F A O all about that because they are all prostitutes now. This is the other side of the double-edged sword. It's impossible to randomly select two women and be able to objectively say they both are not sluts. This may end up being a rant about online dating, but the last thing women are on the internet is demure. Unless they're unattractive, then you just get memes and pictures of scenery of mountain views as if mountain views in Tuscany make them wet. That being said, any woman who is remotely attractive, no matter their profession, will post those top-down body shots hoping to sell a house or a painting or or just time looking at their tits on OnlyFans. Greater than 50% of the population has tits, and you think yours are special in this wide, wide world and worth that much. You think that amateur porn is more valuable when I can can, uh, continue to stroke it to lady fire just because I'm partial to gingers? You think anyone would drop a half a million on a house because of your top-down slut selfie? Only if it's the beginning of a porn video, the dude will record and and then post on Pornhub immediately afterwards. You are whores. You're sluts. Who are so mad? And you all wonder why you can't find a good man to come and rescue you from your whore lifestyle because Richard Gere is never going to let you into his lotus because you're a fucking prostitute. Pretty woman is not a fairy tale. Not kissing on the mouth despite, despite, despite still fucking a guy still makes you a whore. You think any good man is going to think you're worth the trouble? You're not worth any trouble. I'm, happy, I'm happily single because I put zero effort, effort to, towards trying to get women. Because for every guy like me, there are 18 others willing to walk right up to you and spit game and follow you on social media and jump through all your hoops, and you sluts still seem fastidious. You whores think I need that kind of headache when I have two perfectly good hands and lady fire on the internet. Go fuck yourselves, women. Ever since the 1920s, we've been letting you do what you want. And you end up being reckless recalcitrant sluts. Oh, but I'm the sexist and evil one for pointing it out. I think every woman who heard this is running to find a dictionary right now. What, what I think is really interesting about this rant that I wrote is that I, I kind of assume I know what the perspective of a good man is. <laughs> Why would I know what a good man is when I write things like this? And so I just wanted to let you know, like you know, just a little bit of whiskey and wow, the madman comes out. You know, this, this moniker didn't come from nowhere. All right. Uh, you can it. There's been a few people, a few people that still hang around that have seen it. All right. And, you know, I can go to dark places sometimes and get very angry. And, you know, it kind of makes sense. Kind of makes sense. That is the kind of thing you would write on uh, Valentine's Day (laughs) when uh, you're alone and uh, you can't figure out why. I think it's excellent proof of why I'm single on Valentine's Day. (laughs) So that's why it's good to keep something like that. Sometimes you don't want to it's. Uh, some people like deal with their anger by writing a letter to somebody they're mad at and then never sending it, <coughs> and and that's fine. It's just, but I keep keep the letter around so you can relive that anger at some point or or reflect more objectively on it at, over time. You know, I do regret posting it in some places on the internet though. <laughs> oh, that whiskey! Oh, that whiskey! All um, I just got one more thing before we get into the news worth knowing. Um, I'm, I started playing champions online again. So if you want to get in and join me, I'm at madman313. I love the hot superhero action. I love costumes. <laughs> I, I like thinking about sewing costumes. I can't wait to get bit, ri- bitten by a radioactive spider so I can let my inner seamstress come to life. So, uh, uh yeah, come join me on champions online. Um, my supergroup's natural 20. Maybe, maybe EK will join us sometime Who knows. Champions Online, we play through Steam. I play through Steam. It's free to play, by the way. There's plenty of people speaking French and Portuguese. Ugh, what a cumbersome language! I watched this. Um, what was it? Uh, Invisible City or something like that. It's a. Uh, it, it's set in Brazil, so it's all Portuguese, and that I'm glad it got dubbed in English because the Portuguese language is just such a. Oh it's of, of all the languages it's like the biggest mess. It's like I cannot figure at all what is going on in that language. <laughs> I mean it, I'm, it it's 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 not it's not Arabic. It's not Spanish. It's not Italian. It's it's kind of a mix of it all. It's weird. <laughs> and so i I was so glad that they dubbed they dubbed it, but it's it's a show about a uh, uh Brazilian uh folklore and that's kind of interesting. It was more interesting to, you know, look up the stuff that they're talking about on Wikipedia. <laughs> so, I mean, just go, go research uh, Brazilian folklore, and you'll probably get the same experience. All right, let's go ahead and get into the news worth knowing in the show when I end the show. my The news worth knowing. So, we know, I know the weather has been bad out there for lots and lots of you here in the States. Probably other places in the world, too. Except the uh, uh, southern equator. They're having summer below the equator, those bastards. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like summer in Australia now, right? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, but, you know, there's a lot, a lot of bad stuff going along around Texas, here on the east coast. Uh, so here's the headline. Winter weather death toll rises across the U.S. as tornado slams North Carolina. So our neighbor to the south. Oh, boy. Lots of prayers out to you people. So a blast of wintry weather that has dumped snow and ice across the nation's midsection is being blamed for at least 10 deaths uh, today as millions of Texans remain without power. As temperatures remain below freezing for much of the central U.S., first responders are also racing to find people trapped in homes after a tornado ripped through a town in North Carolina, killing at least three there. Uh, Pray for their family. This family is... uh, Quote, It's something that I've never seen before. A lot of destruction is going to be a long. It's a lot of destruction is going to be a long recovery process. Brunswick County Sheriff John Ingram said during a news conference early Tuesday after a tornado tornado hit just after midnight midnight near Grissett Town in the Ocean, Ocean Ridge Plantation community. Uh, the tornado destroyed homes, dr- uh, downing power lines that left thousands without electricity and snapping trees in half. News outlets reported. Authorities say that at least 10 people have been injured and others are trapped in homes. They kind of were already, weren't they? Uh, Ingram said that searches uh, for missing people were underway and will increase during the day. He asked people to avoid the area while crews worked to clear the streets and search for victims. Meanwhile, nearly 4 million homes and businesses were without power early Tuesday in Texas, where temperatures dipped uh, into the single digits overnight. More than 1 million of those outages were reported in the Houston area, according to Power Outage U.S., dot us a website that tracks disruptions uh elsewhere there are more than 300,000 customers without power uh in in each of the dallas san antonio and austin areas they added uh the cold weather is gripping the region that is responsible for at least 10 deaths much of eastern texas remains under a winter storm warning today uh while other weather advisories are in effect for dozens of counties across oklahoma missouri arkansas louisiana mississippi alabama tennessee and kentucky so all the neighbors here in virginia from here in virginia Uh, The National Weather Service is forecasting snow accumulation of 2 to 6 inches with the heaviest mounts northeast of Dallas. Wow. Uh, Travel could become dangerous. This is a quote. Uh, Travel could become dangerous. Additional power outages are expected, it said in an advisory. The cold uh, wind chills could result in hypothermia if precautions are not taken. In Houston, a woman and a girl died from suspected carbon monoxide poisoning at a home without electricity from a car running in an attached garage. Oh, God. Police have said a 7-year-old boy was also involved in an incident and was reported to be, last reported to be in critical condition. That's a vague report right there. Uh, law enforcement also reported two men uh, were found dead among Houston-area roadways. Uh, causes of death were pe- pending, but officials said sub-freezing sub- temperatures were likely to blame. So as of this morning, more than 200 locations uh, along roads in the Houston area are covered in ice and are not safe for travel, according to the Texas Department of Transportation. Quote, late tonight, an approaching low-pressure system will bring a period of dangerous and destructive freezing rain across the region, the National National Weather Service added in in an advisory. Even though there are some areas uh, that may thaw out briefly, the potential for a refreeze will be high Wednesday night and another cold front front bringing sub-freezing temperatures back across the region. (sighs) Louisiana Department of Health announced the state's uh, first storm-related death Monday evening after a 50-year-old uh, Lafayette Parish resident slipped on the ice and fatally hit his head on the ground. The victim was not immediately identified. The Tennessee Emergency Management Agency also reported two weather-related deaths but did not give details, according to Fox 17. In Kentucky, three people died in a separate crashes Monday linked to weather conditions, according to the state police. Crashes happened on Interstates 24, 64, and 75, investigators say. So please, please be careful out there. If you're affected with a power outage, uh, I know you probably won't be able to listen to this till after. But uh, um, wow, well, please be safe out there. Uh, you know, look out for each other. You know, help each other out. Uh, thoughts and prayers out to you. Please stay safe, our friends. EK fell. I think he's all right. <laughs> Let's go to this next story. Uh, Kids' weight gain tied to idle virtual learning disrupted sleep and uh, that pediatrics warn. Pediatricians warn. (laughs) Kids' weight gain tied to idle virtual learning disrupted sleep pediatricians warn. Okay, that's a horrible headline. Uh, Pediatricians are noting an uptick in women's and children's weight due to pandemic-related difficulty, Uh, namely disrupted sleep cycles and too much time spent idly during virtual learning. Dr. Roy Kim, head of pediatric endocrinology at the Cleveland Clinic Chil- uh, Children's, told Fox News, assuming this Children's Hospital, yeah, told Fox News that many children are not moving uh, their bodies much at all as they spend more time in front of devices. While sleep disturbances take a toll on energy and emotional coping skills, quote for for some this leads to eating more. Kim explained, noting anecdotal evidence of kids uh, often gaining an additional 10 to 20 pounds. Uh, or more uh, within three to six months beyond the usual weight gain associated with growth. These issues, coupled with a very low level of physical fitness, compound risk factors, and makes otherwise enjoyable physical activities less fun. Dr. uh, Tammy Brady, Associate Professor of Pediatrics and Medical Director of the Pediatric Hypertension Program at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, also noted issues like altered sleep cycles and less activity tied to the virtual learning, specifically among kids battling obesity and high blood pressure. Both experts suggested that less supervision gets in the way of more snacking and grazing on unhealthy foods. Quote, many of these issues will be hard to address until we beat the virus through uh, masking vaccinations and increased immunity in our community. Kim wrote in an email. However, we could take measures to improve things until that day. The pediatricians recommended ensuring a full night's sleep for at least eight hours and uh, brief bouts of exercise throughout the day. Try a 10-minute break each hour to walk Uh, stand or do something active, Brady recommends. Also set aside time for a longer exercise session or fun physical activity. Sharing meals uh, together at family dinner during scheduled times could also help cut down on snacking. Obesity affects nearly one-fifth of children's uh, ages 2 to 19 years uh, within the U.S. and the highest obesity rates among ages 12 to 19 years at 21.2%. Followed by ages six to eleven at twenty point three percent and thirteen four point percent thirteen point four percent in kids ages two to five, per most recent data available from Dece- from December, according to Dr. Marissa Sensani, or Kensani, I don't know, director of uh, pediatric obesity program at Wheel Wheel Cornell Medicine in New York Presbyterian. <laughs> tongue twisters uh, for healthy eating. Uh, she advised whole grains and fresh food, fresh foods with fiber, limiting high-calorie, sugary drinks, processed foods, healthy food like nuts, beans, high-fiber fruits, Paired, blah, blah, blah. You know how to eat healthy. Uh, quote, children with obesity said they are more likely to become adults with obesity with development and associated uh, health problems, including type 2 diabetes, stroke, and ischemic heart disease later in life. I don't know that word. That's <laughs> a new one to me. Uh, Okay, the American Academy of Pediatrics uh, previously encouraged pediatricians to screen kids for obesity onset or worsening and are evaluating access to nutrition and exercise amid the pandemic. AAP released guidance in December to help doctors counsel families on healthy lifestyle practices during the challenging pandemic. Fox News has requested comment from the AAP on pediatric weight gain during the pandemic. Quote, not all children can maintain healthy nutrition and physical activity during the pandemic. Dr. Sandra Hasek, Hasink, uh, medical director of the Institute of Healthy Children Healthy Childhood Weight previously said in a news release uh, quote, pediatricians need to assess, the, uh, assess for food insecurity, uh, access, health to, access to healthy foods, opportunities for safe physical activity, and are encouraged to connect families with community resources, resources to help uh, with financial housing or food needs and plan together to reduce family stress and find ways to improve children's health. You know, First of all, it's not just the kids. You know, everyone, everyone has been lethargic, laying around, doing nothing. Doing nothing for far too long. We need to open up. We need to open up the schools. You know, the vaccine is being rolled out. You know, I'm <laughs> everyone's been sitting on their ass for way too long. You know, we need to get back to work. You know, and people are hungry for it. People are hungry for it all over this nation. You know, and it's a... These idiots who are just so mad at Trump. They had to get him out. And then now... Now they're forced to be stuck with the party that kowtows to the teachers labor union. Labor unions. Who aren't who are only interested in themselves and not interested in educating your children. You know? They wanna they wanna continue doing the the Zoom learning so they can start drinking at you know, nine o'clock in the morning. Just put it in a coffee mug, blow on it. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. <laughs> I've sneaky drank before. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and it's not just it's not just kids; it's it's us, you know. You start having weird dreams about Ben Shapiro. Everything all right? Okay. All right, let's go on to the next one. Senator Cotton, time to send National Guard troops home from the Capitol. And I want to just say right out the bat: sorry for calling you guys shipbirds a couple weeks ago. Um, I had no idea you were going to be used and abused this way. Like after I said that, I didn't want to bring up like the National Guard deployment in the Capitol because it's it's absurd. But let's read this story. Senator Tom Cotton, the Republican from Arkansas, uh, called for National Guard troops in Washington, D.C. to be sent home on Tuesday in response to an internal memo indicating troops could be on the ground near the U.S. Capitol until fall of 2021. Cotton, a member of the Senate Armed Services Committee, told Fox and Friends that he uh, he is not aware of any threat that would keep keep the troops at the Capitol now or in the future. Approximately 6,000 National Guard members on duty in D.C. were rescheduled, uh, were scheduled to remain through, through mid-March. Uh, an internal communication obtained by Fox 5 D.C. shows the National Security Council has asked the Department of Defense to coordinate cl- plans for continued deployment beyond next month. A group of House Republicans are also calling on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California and to brief members of Congress on why National Guard troops must remain, may remain in D.C. until the fall. Uh, quote, myself and several of my colleagues have asked Nancy Pelosi for a briefing as to why the troop, we need the troops here, and we have to receive zero information, zero. Representative Lisa McCain, McClain, Republican from Michigan, said Monday to Fox and Friends. Quote, Ugh, excuse me, quote, it's amazing to me that Pelosi can do this without any disclosure, without any information, and just continue to, continue to spend money with no briefing. Doesn't make sense to me. And it has his full quote, what he said on the show or whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm sorry about the about these national National Guard troops. I mean, when they got there, it was all glad handings and selfies, you know. And then they're like, okay, we got our we got our selfies with these National Guard troops, you know, who were deployed late, you know. We got, the, we got these uh, selfies, and now let's just stick them in a garage over here, you know. They're really treated poorly, you know. And the whole idea of bringing them in is to back this whole narrative during the impeachment that there was a military attack against the Capitol building, all right. And that's why the troops had to be called in, right. That's the whole narrative the Democrats are saying, is that Trump orchestrated this, this uprising of his soldiers packed in you know, within, the, within the crowd and tried to take over the government. And that's why we need the troops there. But now they wanted these troops there for the duration of the impeachment. And so now the impeachment's over. You got lost again. Surprise, surprise. To send these guys home. There, I mean, even if there, if there was some, a, a military need for them, that time was gone. That time was gone. You had the Capitol police standing on the line that day, not not the National Guard. So I, I feel bad that these na- I, that I called them shipbirds, and I feel bad at how they've been treated by our government. All right, because the National Guard is different from the active duty military, and sometimes you know the uh, the National Guard gets used for political reasons, and this is one of those reasons. And I feel real sorry for those guys and how they've been treated. Up there in D.C. I hope you get to go home soon, guys, because there's, there's no point in you being there. It's all window dressing, it's all making it look pretty. It's like, oh, there was just an attack. We need the troops over here. And that's the whole Democrat, Democrats are in power, and so they want to keep them there. It's just like, because, you know, it's like any second, you know, the evil, racist Republicans are going to come running in here with guns. That's what they're saying to other senators. They think the other senators are packing heat. And if I, don't, if I were a senator, I'd be packing heat. <laughs> i'm a senator for god's sake <laughs> right and so it's like there's uh, i'm sh- so i'm sure that there are people like representatives and senators who have uh concealed carry permits and probably they probably got federal c- c- concealed, c- concealed carry permits they have those where you can conceal carry in every state you know <laughs> so i'm sure there are people packing heat in congress and then you got a bunch of whining uh democrats going oh they might have a gun i think they're going to kill us it's like you know what? You're just a bunch of whining little pussies. Anyway, <laughs> Senator Tom Cotton, he's tame in comparison. Anyway, so um, let's go on to surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah, short show today. Um, Minneapolis resident, city council has blood on its hands for defunding the police. Now, I hope you've heard about this because I think it's, it's what should have happened. You know, it's what must have have had happened once you defund the police in your town. Anyway, here's the story. A Minneapolis resident and business owner said Tuesday that members of the Minneapolis City Council have, quote, blood on their hands due to the increase in crime after the city's police budget was cut in the wake of George Floyd's death. Quote, they saw the whole different kind of opportunity. They saw a whole different kind of opportunity, Jay Edinger said of the council members who called uh, for defunding of police following the George Floyd protest quote, they saw an opportunity to take down a system and uh, they've got a lot of blood on their hands right now because of it. Edinger's comments come after the city councils voted unanimously to approve $6.4 million in additional funding to the police department. The city backtracked on its original push to defund the city's police department after residents begged the city to hire more officers, citing uh, longer response times and increased violent crime. Edinger told Fox & Friends he's not surprised that, uh, by the public outcry for more police funding. Quote, if you give this script to a Hollywood director, they would laugh at the premise. It's so absurd. That guy wants to go to Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> Ettinger believes, that, uh, believes the public should uh, make their voices heard at the ballot box in November's council elections. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> that's, that's all you can do, really. Uh, quote, this is the most important election in the city's history, Edinger told Steve Ducci. Is it Ducey? Or Ducci. I think it's Ducey because it's not it's C Y D O O C Y. I think it's Ducey. Now that's that's what Ben Shapiro says. I trust Ben Shapiro. Anyway, so uh, he continues to say. I mean, if we get it right, we could turn this around really quickly. "Quote: What this city looks like today compared to two to three years ago is startling," he added. And so this election, we got to get it right. We got we have to vote for the greater good. We have to vote for what's best in everybody, for everybody in our community. How can you argue with that? How can you argue with that? Whatever you think is the right candidate? I mean, obviously these Democrats didn't know what the hell they were doing when they're defunding the police in Minneapolis, and surprise, 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 violent crime goes whoosh, sky uh, uh, you know while the while the while the mouse is away, the cat will play wait, something like that. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Alright, um, yeah, so, uh, I got two more stories here, we'll go over, and then we'll call it an early night, I promise I'll start writing more, I promise I'll start writing more, and, uh, I need beer, I need you to go over to Patreon, I need you to, go Shock Monkey Radio, Cash App, <laughs> I need beer, I said beer, I start writing, I start wanting to write, All right, so let's go to this next story. Uh, Los Angeles County health inspector caught dancing after telling brewery to close, according to the owner. An owner of a brewery in Los Angeles County told Fox News on Monday that a video camera inside his establishment appeared to capture a health inspector breaking out into a dance after informing a worker that the place had to close just before the Super Bowl. Bart Avery, one of the owners of uh, Bravery Brewery in Lancaster, California, said the inspector visited the brewery about 11 a.m. on Super Bowl Sunday. She told one of his employees that the brewery was in violation of county guidelines because there was no food truck and it had to close, he said. It was in violation of county guidelines because there's no food truck. Hmm. Like many small businesses, Avery said his brewery has been decimated financially and emotionally. Avery said the inspector turned out to be incorrect and the establishment had every right to be open. Jeez. The brewery was only pouring draft beer to go, uh, so despite her, her claim, they did not need a food truck to operate. She eventually admitted that there was some kind of misunderstanding and business uh, there could resume. One of the inspector's bosses also called to apologize for the confusion the next day, he said. The, county, the county's health department did not immediately respond to an email from Fox News. Avery eventually went, uh, went back to view one of the security cameras and said he spotted uh, the inspector break into dance just moments after delivering the news that the place had to close. Of course, he has no way of knowing why the inspector felt compelled to dance, but the perception really sucks, he said. <laughs> she had just informed the worker that he could be out of a job, he said. Considering all the pain that these lockdowns inflicted on small business owners, the dance was jarring, he said. Yeah, that's all you can really say about it. It's like, go go find this video. It, it's silly. She's not really doing anything impressive. She can't really dance that well or anything. But it's, it's, uh it, she's just, there. she's just like, she's getting into the music, you know. It's like, there's lots of different reasons people dance. I don't think she's like really super stoked that she, uh it, you know, it, like she's super Karen or something. Like that. <laughs> that's your super Karen victory dance, I suppose. And so, uh. I think I think it's hilarious because you can't you can't assume it's just because, you know, she. Uh, yeah, she's doing it like this. <laughs> you can't you can't be upset. You can't be upset because you don't you don't really know why she's dancing. Sometimes some people you get in the moment you think you don't think anybody's looking, you know, th- don't they say dance like nobody's watching, you know, and this girl gets ca- caught on the on the on tape dancing. You don't know why. She could just be that kind of person. However, it does look fishy as hell as she shuts this thing down right before the Super Bowl, 11 a.m. on Super Bowl Sunday. Tells them they can't open because they don't have a food truck. And it's, but no. And it's like, no, they, they didn't have to have a food truck because uh, they were just selling beer to go. That, that seems fishy as hell. That seems fishy as hell. But you can't assume that's why she is dancing. She's sitting there like, the Super Karen dance. The Super Karen dance. I shut down this bar, you know. <laughs> uh, it, it'd be horrible if that truly is the case, but you can't—you can't be certain why anyone just breaks out and dance. You, you don't know—you don't know if there's a security camera on you. You know, uh, they have that one scene in uh, uh, Arrested Development, season four or five, where Buster gets that fake block and he puts it in the uh, computer to try to erase the video of him killing somebody or something, and so. Uh, but it's just the fake block, the wood block sounds, and Buster just starts dancing to it. <laughs> and then the, the security guard comes back into the room, and then he goes back and watches the video of Buster, what he did we, while he was out of the room. And he sees what Buster did, dancing, and stuff like that. He's watching it, just shaking his head, what that woman did to that boy. <laughs> it's just, if you haven't watched of Development, you'd understand how hilarious that is. Because, yeah, it's appalling what that woman did to that boy. One last story here, and then we're going to get out of here. All right. TSA officer helps fly family to Maine after a 3,000-mile mix-up. TSA officer Martin Rios dug into his pocket to help, uh, for the money to help fly them back across the country or across the country. A Transportation Security Administration officer helped get a family to Maine after a travel, travel agent mistakenly booked them on a flight 3,000 miles in the wrong direction. The family of three arrived in Portland, Oregon, and not Portland, Maine, according to the TSA. Uh, The the Spanish-speaking passengers spent an entire night in Portland International Airport confused and disheartened, that is, until TSA officer Martin Rios lent them a helping hand. Not only did Rios help book the overwhelmed family on the uh, right flight on Monday, but he used some of his own money to do it. After realizing that the family was struggling financially, TSA said Rios dug into his own pocket to help pay for the family to get to their intended destination. Uh, senior TSA manager uh, Jeremy Alanis told Rios' act of kindness it was no surprise at all. Uh, quote, Martin is and has been since day one a shining example of what it means to be a team player, Alanis said. Quote, he's, uh, he's the kind of officer and in person in any airport in the country would be proud to have a member of their team. The incident happened in November of 2020 and Rios was honored to help make, uh, with with the, with Rios was honored with the Make the Connection Quarterly Award in recognition for his service last week. Make the Connection Quarterly Award. That doesn't really sound like an award at all. No offense. Yeah. Nice guy doing a, a nice thing for these, uh, these poor Spanish-speaking people that are lost and confused. They thought they were going to Portland, Maine. Ended up in Portland, Oregon. And... This this TSA officer, he's like, "Look, look, <laughs> you don't want to spend one night in this fucked up town if you're trying to go to Portland, Maine. <laughs> Any second the hippies will take over the streets. Here, I'll, here, I'll pay to get you back on a plane, like right away." <laughs> that is how it went down. I guarantee. You. Only in Spanish, I bet. I bet they spoke Spanish till then. Because I mean, it doesn't say if Rio sp- speaks Spanish. I speak a little Spanish. Anyway, so that's a nice thing that people sometimes do. People are the best because they will help out, you know, people in need, you know, even when you don't have to. That guy didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that. And it's like, hey, that's between you and the airline, you know. Yeah, they should refund you or at least you know pay for you because you know because they screw up or your travel agent. Travel agent didn't know. Portland, Oregon. <sighs> and was this lately? Was this lately? Was somebody flying to Portland, Maine? Was this like recently? Incident happened in November. It was kind of warm in November, I guess. Anyway, so I'm going to have to go ahead and end the show probably by myself. I'm going to have to run off camera here. Um, but yeah, I want to uh, remind you that I have books available. On Amazon.com for a digital download, search for the author Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's, Scott L. Robbins. Um, I got The Bunny Years and Memoir, which is a story about a superhero named Jackrabbit. Um, I got The Ravings of a Madman, which is a bunch of crazy, crazy writings like I read (laughs) earlier. Um, I also got uh, my three Exit 13 books. Exit 13, keep right. Exit 13, merge. And exit 13, blind corner. Can't remember which order they're in. The, read to the description. It'll tell you like which order they're in. Uh, which order they're which? They're kind of numbered. The first one's obvious. It's like a poem. <laughs> the poem in the description is the first one. Anyway, so this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I want to remind you, go to the Cash App. Cash tag Shock Monkey Radio. Send me some money. Or you can go over to Patreon.com/shockmonkeyradio. I would appreciate that as well. Be sure to uh, follow me on, uh, you know, subscribe on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe. I'm also on BitChute, BitChute's iffy. Uh, Parlor's back. I'm going to probably be back on Parlor, but Parlor seems a little buggy right now. Um, so I think, yeah, they're trying to get back up on their feet. I think so. I'll give, I'll give some time. I'll give Parlor some time. But I'm glad that that's back. Anyway, so yeah, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you.